You're listening to Navid Musa of The Mindset Movement. Hello, my name is Navid Musa, and I am your host today and always for Mr. Save a Home Becoming an Agent Tour. For those who are first time listeners, thank you. I know you have a lot of options out there, yet you choose to come here, and we appreciate that. For those who are repeat listeners, thanks for coming back. Thanks for your loyalty. Right, these days, loyalty is kind of hard to find. At least good loyalty, that is. So, having said all that, let's jump into this right away. We don't like to waste a lot of time here. We know your time is precious, and we do our best here at Mr. Save a Home, becoming an agent tour, to respect and appreciate that. We are starting to get a lot more traction on the podcast, which is great. And we're getting a lot more questions sent in on topics to cover. And they're not only in real estate, but it's really the entrepreneur mindset. But most of them are covering real estate. What I'm noticing is that these topics, although they are real estate related, they cover or they apply for those who just want to become an entrepreneur, those who want to become self-sufficient and self-employed. They want to get away from that W-2 lifestyle and go to the 1099 W-9 lifestyle on a 100% basis. Having said that, one of the questions we had uh, received to cover was fake it till you make it. That's a saying that I think a lot of us have heard. You know, you've heard fake it till you make it. You've heard act like you've been there before, play the part, and etc. And what that basically just means is how it sounds. Is although you may not be at this particular point, act like you're there. If you're not in this role, but you want to get to this role, your mindset needs to go into that role. However, what I have noticed and even personally experienced when I first got into the business and the industry was sometimes playing that role, although it suggests the mindset side of it, it gets translated into a physical aspect. By that, I mean the clothes we wear, the cars we drive the watches we put on and we purchase. And things get lost in translation all the time. But let's be honest. The average individual, when we hear, play the part, fake it till you make it, and sayings like that, we translate that to mean, okay, I need to wear such and such name brand clothing or shoes and etc. It's where the mindset shift comes in that if you hear that same saying down the line into the entrepreneurial business or mindset, then you understand it's not what you're wearing. It's what you're projecting. What words are coming out of your mouth? What books are you reading? How are you educating yourself? And it's that education that you ingest that then comes out in your conversations. And that, I think, is a bigger picture or the bigger definition of fake it till you make it or play the part. A lot of us want to be the CEO, the CFO, the, you know, the boss, the head cheese, you know, big cheese in charge, all that kind of good, good stuff. And that's fine. But you don't get there by putting on a three-piece suit or putting on a power tie. That's one old school way to get there. But I can, honestly tell, I can honestly tell you now, a lot of the people that I know, and these are people who are not just financially set, but they are wealthy, generational wealthy. They're creating their first generation. They're creating this generational wealth. 
let me tell you right now, the meetings that I go to or the Zoom meetings that I go to, they are, they're wearing whatever, you know, and they're driving whatever. And they're not living, some are living in these huge homes, but some are living in small, modest places. They're living well underneath their means, not even within their means, underneath, beneath their means. Because they understand that you can purchase all you want, but you can't take it and you can't give it to your children. You can't invest in some of the stuff. Do not get me wrong, though. Don't misunderstand that these people, as well as myself, have not been through that path of buying certain things, making stupid purchases. At the time, they weren't stupid. At the time, they were justified. It was, oh, I... I should be wearing this because I have this meeting to go to and the person I'm meeting, you know, they drive this or they eat at this restaurant and their worth, their net worth is this much. So for such a long time, we've all been told, hey, you know, you can't show up like this. They're not going to look at you that way. And that was old school thinking. It's changed a lot. Don't get me wrong. There are some old school mentality people out there. And I'm part of that. I'm probably more conservative than I am liberal. But at the end of the day, it's about looking at the environment you want to create for yourself. If you want to be the suit and tie guy, go ahead, rock out. If you want to be the, the blazer and, and, and pantsuit female, rock out. But if you just want to be the person who just gets respected for your craft, well, that doesn't always start by what you're wearing. It doesn't always start with the materialistic things. It starts with the mental mentality things. That's what it starts at. And let's be honest, in today's environment where everyone is meeting over Zoom and Skype and, and all these other uh, ways to communicate virtually, showing up with a $25,000 watch and a $5,000 bracelet and $500 pair of shoes and a $100,000 car and eating at a steakhouse, doesn't really mean anything anymore. It can in some instances, but not as much as it used to. And so when you get to this level, all right, and so the question was, hey, you know, when you start making the money, how do you stay, how do you stay in your lane, right? Like, like Kevin Hart says in his one stand-up, stay in your lane, stay, you know, stay in your financial lane. And I mean, look, this is Kevin Hart, who's extremely well off, but he admitted himself that there's people and whether it be in, in the athletic field or in the uh, acting field, who are just well above him on a financial level, that is, and he doesn't try to meet them. He has in the past, and he realized really fast, hey, I can't hang with these guys. You know, so he recognized that. And I think that's what we all have to do is recognize, okay, here's where we need to be at. You know, we have this money coming in. That doesn't mean that money's always going to be coming in. This money that we get in, what are we going to do with it? At what point do we take it and make it work for us? I'll give you a quick story. My son, who is a teenager, a very young teenager, he gets money just like most kids do, most fortunate kids do, for birthday and holidays. And of course, he gets it, he wants to buy something. He was doing that for a very, very long time. I told him, look, man, you can't keep just, hey, dad, can I buy something? You know, I got this, I got this grade, I got this on my test or whatever it is. And I didn't want to reward mediocrity. I didn't want to reward 
Well, you should be listening to your parents. You should be getting good grades. Why am I rewarding you for all these things that you should be doing anyways? So I didn't want to keep rewarding it, but I didn't want to discourage it. So as he would get these, these rewards, quote unquote, financial rewards, he kept buying stuff. So I made him a deal. I said, tell you what. And I noticed what he was buying as he was saving up more money, he kept buying more and more expensive things like head, headphones and headsets for these games and more expensive games. I'm like, yeah, let me teach him something here. So let me hopefully teach him something, I guess I should say. So well, I made him a deal. I said, if you invest the money you have in your wallet, I will match that dollar for dollar and let's buy some stocks. So he said, okay. So I had a few cheap stocks there and now he did this four or five months ago. He purchased four particular stocks that I told him, I think you should get. I have them. They're relatively cheap. You can get some with what you have. And plus I'm, you know, we're going to match what you're making, what you, what you, what you put in. So he put in some money. We matched it. That money in that time frame has grown to 800% from the time he put it in till the time of this, this podcast recording here. And I showed him today, I said, Hey, listen, just wanted to let you know this one stock that you had where this news came out and it was good news for it. Your stock went up. So I broke down and I showed him what he invested, how much he bought it for, and what it's now worth. And he was blown away. He was like, wait, what? And I explained how it worked. And immediately he said, okay, well, can I pull the money out? Can I buy this? Can I buy this? Can I buy this? I'm like, no, no, no. That wasn't the idea of the lesson. It wasn't to make money so you can go spend it. It was for you to understand that once you start making the money, reinvest it. Let it work for you. Let the money work for you so you don't got to keep your grind of your W-2 job. Now, in this case, he's a, he's a student, so you don't have to worry about it right now. But I want him to understand that, look, I want you to have options when you graduate. So, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, this, the topic was talking about how to get from that W-2 to that W-9, essentially, and how you kind of stay. Well, this is how. Once you start making the money, what you do not want to do is just go keep spending it. Find ways to reinvest it. Something that I personally do whenever I do a deal, I take a portion for donation. I take a portion for taxes. I take a portion to reinvest back into the business. I take a portion for marketing. You know, if I'm able to, I will bonus my staffers essentially for all this stuff. So you want to find ways to just reinvest it and let that money that you make, don't spend it right away. Keep reinvesting it and set goals for yourself that, okay, once I get this much, I can do this or whatever. But you want to make sure that whatever's coming in, your goal is to get out of that rat race. Your goal is to get away from that W-2, right? It just doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't happen with one deal. It happens with continue hard work and implementation of your systems and just continue, just consistency, I should say. Just being consistent with your system and consistent with your plan and consistent with your mindset of how you're going to get from transition from point A to point B. So it's all about keeping in mind the end goal. It's all about how to make the money that you make work for you. That's what you want to think about. That's what you want to understand. 
So hopefully you guys learned a little bit today and please keep the topics coming. We have a whole bunch here that came in and that's awesome. We're going to go with them bit by bit. So as today's episode and in every episode, I'm going to say the same thing. Never chase the money. Always chase the deal. Do right by the client and everything else will fall into place. Take care of yourself.